Hi, I'm Keely Duncan, and you are listening to the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast, where strong and beautiful women share their stories. I want you to listen, be inspired, and believe in your own strength and beauty, because I believe we are all so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. Hey guys, welcome back for part two of this incredible interview with my aunt, Kim Cromer. If you haven't heard part one, I'm going to encourage you to actually go back and listen to that first. So everything will make a little bit more sense. In part one, she talked to us about growing up in a broken family with an absent father, divorce um, from a child's point of view, divorce as an adult, single parenting, overcoming depression, and loving again. So again, go ahead and head back to part one if you need to. In the second half of our talk, she's going to really candidly talk about her experience with cancer. She's also sharing what it is that makes her such a generous person and how she does it. Um, I know Jack was there for you during a particularly difficult time in the last two years, I guess, the last mm-hmm. couple of years, um, when you got diagnosed with breast cancer. And what what does that feel like? I mean, I've obviously not had this experience, but I have several friends and family members that have, but what's it like when the doctor looks at you and, and says the C word? Like, what's going through your head? <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, what? That's always somebody else, you know. (laughs) You got the wrong skin. That's it. That's it. Um, it, I remember um, the day that I actually woke up, and I'd been having some shoulder trouble, you know, months prior. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't think that much about it. Jack always said it was because I slept with my arm over my head, but... Oh, (laughs) do you sleep that way? I guess. Oh. (laughs) But... um, but I woke up and I just thought, man, I just am really hurting, you know, above my left breast. And so I just kind of, you know, you typically just go with your hands straight to the area and there was a lump there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was a little scared. I called my doctor, went that afternoon for her to examine me and she immediately got an ultrasound and a mammogram scheduled for me. Mm -hmm. That was on a Wednesday, so that Friday. I went that Friday, and not so much with the mammogram, but I actually saw the ultrasound, Mm -hmm. and that's when I kind of knew that that this was not normal. And they pulled me back into the room with the radiologist, and he said, you know, I can tell you this is not just a cyst. He said, but it could be a benign tumor. So, mm-hmm. you know, I still was holding out hope. Yeah. And um, they referred me to a breast surgeon. And from that point, you know, I had a biopsy. And that's the actual day that she said, um, you know, this isn't a death sentence, but I know what we're dealing with. We'll wait for the PATH report, but you have cancer. I feel like with a sentence is starting with, this is not a death sentence, but... <laughs> Yeah. That's rough. It was, um, I was thankful your mom and Jack were there Mm -hmm. um, that day. But the day that I had the ultrasound and I knew that something was up, I was by myself. And I just remember it was in Franklin. So I drove all the way to Smyrna to Jack's office and, you know, cried on the way and just sat in the car. And, you know, he's always so positive. He was just you know, this is going to be okay. We'll just wait and see what it is. Steady. Steady. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just kind of, it, it all went so fast from that point. You know, just yeah. the, what my treatments were going to be. And, you know, you have to make decisions that you're not prepared for. And mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And what ultimately was your diagnosis, like your stage, and what surgeries did you end up having in treatment? What did um, that look like for you? Yeah. I had a stage one um, breast cancer. It was not in the lymph nodes, which was, mm-hmm. you know, a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then they decided to do six cycles of some really harsh chemo. Yeah to try to shrink it and then I would do surgery and they were really pushing that radiation yeah (laughs) and I just I guess I just thought you know I just want it out of me so I had a double mastectomy Mm -hmm. and then some reconstruction afterwards yeah and shed some light on chemo I feel like cancer is pretty common these days so a lot of people do know um just through having friends or family members but if if someone doesn't you know what what are those days like when you have to go to chemo and the days after and the week after and um hellish they're awful yeah (laughs) they just are and you know while thankful that there was a treatment Mm -hmm. yeah um (laughs) I still had just this, you know, attitude, I guess. I was mm-hmm. I was a little angry, you know, that mm-hmm. I was having to do this. You know, I was just having to go through this. And, you know, the, the strange thing was they would ask me, the doctors would ask me every time I would go in for an appointment, have you ever had this? Have you ever had that? You know, has anybody in your family ever had cancer? Mm-hmm. I had... I don't have diabetes. I don't have heart issues. You know, I didn't have any of that. But I have cancer. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Um, So, you know, the treatments were um, very hard. The first, those six cycles were really hard. Um, Initially, you really couldn't tell. But about a week into it, after, it was like every three weeks. So, by the end of week one, you could kind of feel yourself getting tired, but mm-hmm. um, the nausea, I don't do nausea well. Yeah. <laughs> Give me anything, does, but does nausea, <laughs> really. Oh. Um, so that was just um, the hard, really hard part. And I had some really dark times through that and, you know, thankful that Jack and Hallie would just come lay in bed with me and, mm-hmm. you know, console me. Yeah. When I was so sick, but um, you know, I lost my hair about the second treatment, yeah, and um, just but I think what really I learned through it all was when I was first diagnosed, um, all I could see was just this darkness, and all I could hear was God's voice saying, Just hold my hand. I'm going to take you through it. Just hold my hand. You're going to see what's on the other side. And um, also during this time, you know, we were talking about trust issues and that. Um, I guess I saw how much Jack really did love me. Yeah. You know, I think I've seen him cry maybe three times in our whole married life. Oh, yeah. Perhaps, and, the, same, perhaps the same way. Yeah. I'm like, can you shed a tear, please? <laughs> Just let me know you're human. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of times it was for his boys, but 
there was that one time we were sitting on the couch and he just, you know, cried. He said, Mm -hmm. I hate to see you go through this. Mm -hmm. But um, when I lost my hair, he shaved his head. We were like two old cue balls. Yeah. (laughs) So supportive. Yeah. He was very supportive. And And strong. You had a friend shave her head as well. Yes. She had her hair cut and had a wig made for me. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all had similar color hair, so yeah. that yeah, that it was, was really perfect. special. Yeah, I wore that wig to your sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure did. And how much of it would you say is mental? Because you hear people say oh. that a yeah. lot. Like, you know, if they set a certain goal, they'll make it to it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, what? And you know, I don't, I don't know if that's true all the time, but I know a lot of people say it's a lot of your mindset has to do with it. It is, um, and the doctors will tell you that a positive attitude, and really to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Like, I, all I wanted to do was lay on the couch. Yeah. So um, that's like just, how I feel most days, and I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I'm definitely a couch potato, but to get up and even just walk to the from the couch to the bathroom was mm-hmm. a chore. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um but the positive mental attitude is a must. You know, you have to be able to push through and and of course, you know, faith, just knowing that God has a plan, mm-hmm. you know. And I was I was of the mindset that okay, this is a win-win for me because if if I come out of cancer and, you know, I'm healthy on the other side and I keep getting to live, I win. Mm-hmm. If I die, you know, if it kills me, I win. Yeah. I'm in heaven. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it was a win-win for me. Yeah. You don't hear most people say, cancer's a win-win. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you found that mindset because you're right. You're totally right. Um, and then kind of the same question I asked about people going through divorce when you have, um, friends that are going through cancer or family members, what are some of the, the things people did for you that you found really appreciative and really helpful? Oh goodness. God sent an army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I had the people that I worked with at the time had, um, a fundraiser. There was another, um, lady who was diagnosed about the same time I was. Yeah. And, um, she did not make it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they had a fundraiser for us. They sold t-shirts mm-hmm. and you were allowed to put like everybody that worked at Bethany was able to, you know, submit a name of someone whose lives had been touched by someone with breast cancer. I mean, there were people that I worked with whose mom or aunt or, you know, mm-hmm. so those names, I still have that t-shirt. Those yeah. names are on the t-shirt as well as mine and Denise's. Yeah. But, um, you know, they would, they had a group of people who signed up to bring us food after I yeah. went through my mastectomy. Um, sure was so helpful. Oh my goodness. It was, it was overwhelming, mm-hmm. the support. I mean, cards I got from people I didn't even know who Aww. went to church with my mom or went to church with, you know, my um, sister in Chattanooga, you know. I mean, just 
it was just amazing. I still have the cards. I still have boxing gloves that they had everybody sign. They were pink boxing gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that people at work had everybody sign, you know. I just, I still have all that kind of as a reminder of, mm-hmm. you know, coming through it. But, yeah. you know, there just, there was just countless ways yeah. that people supported me. Yeah. So is there something you would say like, just be there for the person, send the cards, bring the food. Yeah, um, and realize that everybody's journey with cancer is different because, you know, there's different diagnosis, there's different markers, there's different types of cancer. I mean, there's just so many different aspects to it that, you know, what worked for me might not work for somebody else or whatever and you know just realizing that the journey is different that there are decisions that you have to make that you know only you can make and you have to realize what what works for you and when you told me that you know you wanted to talk about this on the podcast Mm -hmm. I went back through one of my journals and looked at some of the things I had written and some of the things I wrote were God, I don't know how to cancer. I don't know how to cancer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's right. And you know, I felt like people were looking at me like, you know, well, she's not handling that well or whatever. I need to quit worrying about what people think. But yeah. But um, I really didn't. I didn't. You know, you don't know how to work through something like that except just do the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And and that's. That's all I could do. Yeah. And I, I really didn't, I don't know, I personally didn't like being called a warrior. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't feel like a warrior. I felt like I was making it through the day, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just, I think just respecting how someone handles it themselves. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's it's their body and their situation and their diagnosis and exactly you know I knew what I was adamant about you know I told my doctor at one point she said you're gonna have to continue this one medicine for a whole year and I was <laughs> like oh no huh <laughs> I'm not having that yeah and this is a racket you all are just making money <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she had to talk some sense into me she's like look what <laughs> right. This is what works. This is what we know works. So. And then, um, did you find comfort in speaking with Denise or other people about it that had gone through the similar, a similar situation as you? Yes. Um, like I said, Denise, you know, did not make it. She, Mm -hmm. um, actually the treatments were too hard on her body. Yeah. So she actually ended up coming to Bethany you know, in her final days. And um, I got to go in and talk to her and just love on her some. And there's some, and still are, some times when I look at that and think, God, why did you spare me? Why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. not, you know, and not her, you know. And those are just questions left, I guess, for when I get to heaven. But, yeah, you know, I, I hear of, people not making it and and that really hits home for me mm-hmm. it just it makes me grateful but it makes me wonder why yeah um 
but and I have a friend now going through um, she was just diagnosed actually with a stage two but she actually has the same treatments that I okay. had and um, so you know just I'm trying to she lives in Chattanooga so I'm trying to email her every day mm-hmm. and just you know encourage her and let her know hey you know it's tough yeah and you're gonna feel awful but try to eat anyway when you're nauseated yeah and she doesn't have anybody I was really worried about her because she doesn't have anybody at home she's a single mom yeah doesn't have anybody at home to make sure she eats like I had with Jack Jack would I'd wake up at Two in the morning, nauseated, and okay, here's your peanut butter and graham crackers. Shoved food down your throat. <laughs> food down. I don't want it, you know. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like you're her girl. I mean, you've yeah. been a single mom, and you've had those exact same treatments, and I think you're probably in her life for a reason. Definitely. For sure. I think you kind of spoke on this a little bit about you didn't like being called a warrior, and um, everybody handles it differently. And I think it's good to know this perspective because I think a lot of people see um, the breast cancer walks and like the pink flags and pink t-shirts and like all of that is great, but that's not how everybody handles it. And, um, I think both sides are totally acceptable. It's like I said, it's your body, it's your diagnosis, it's your cancer journey. And, um, so tell us why, why like you don't participate or why you feel like, um, shed some light on like what the opposite perspective I guess would be then. Um, yeah, all the, all the I guess I don't want to say like pomp and circus. Well, it is it is a <laughs> it celebration is. because that you know if you, if you're a survivor and you want to celebrate that like by all means. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I um I never have liked the color pink. Oh my <laughs> so I feel like in a way it's like God's joke of saying here you go, here's all your stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, um, but, you know, the, the ironic thing is I had walked into breast cancer walks prior, you know, yeah. like in 2012, I think, in 2013. So, um, you know, and, and I think that's great. Like I said, people handle things differently. And, you know, they just have their ways of dealing. So, for me, being called a warrior, you know, I just... I didn't see myself that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to celebrate something that almost killed me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I know it's not celebrating the cancer, but it's, you know, it's acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess in a way I look at it as, okay, that's a battle I went through. Let's move on. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just not... Well, I'm sure um, you're showing up and seeing all the stuff, and it probably just takes you back to all of those times. It does. And that's things, you know, that I just do not remember. Yeah. <laughs> I love how God brought me through it. I love, you know, the the people that were there to support me. And and by all means, you know, if people want to walk and celebrate, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's great. Um, but that just wasn't for me. Yeah. And it's not yeah. for everybody. And I, I just it's wanted not. to share both sides of it because I don't, yeah. I don't know that people always see, um, the cancer patient side that, you know, that could be really hard for. Yeah. Um, and I was even thinking when you were saying, wondering why me, I think that's very common. I know, um, I feel like I've heard of that before, like survivor's guilt where other people have survived cancer and other people haven't, or people who get to come home from wars when their best friends didn't make it. 
and I can't imagine how hard that is. And I think I think you should ask that question when you get to heaven. But obviously, there's a reason. Yeah. yeah. There's I guess reason. there is. Maybe it was to come on your podcast this year. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think I think I'm not gonna put God in just the podcast box. I think it's bigger than that, but I am glad that you're here. Um so even in the struggles of cancer and healing in my adult life, particularly the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed having you as a mentor and a friend. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've always said about you is that you're one of the most generous people and you're just such a caretaker. I don't know if you took that Enneagram test, but I'm guessing you're a two. Like, I think you're a helper and a caretaker. And have you taken it yet? I have, and I can't remember what my Mm. score was, but it was around that. I think you're, (laughs) yeah, I think you're a two. Anyway, so I think you're um, just so generous and so caring. And you know, I've seen you care for so many people in your work, and I don't even think we've said it yet, that you're an occupational therapy assistant, yes. and so you get to help a lot of people through your work, mm-hmm. and at, even just outside of your work, I've seen you care for friends and family members, and even, like, I feel like we've been at my parents' house, and we've been like, oh, we need an air mattress, and you'll drive over that night, and I feel <laughs> like you just drop everything to go take care of people and help people with things. And um, you've been known to slip me money and make me cry <laughs> when I need it. And yeah, sorry, cousins, if you don't live in Nashville, you're missing out on free handouts <laughs> from Aunt Kim. Um, but that's the truth. And, you know, what? what is it that makes you so generous? Is it something you're born with? Or, you know, what? where does that come from? You know, I don't know. I have always kind of been the caregiver because um, when... We were growing up, you know, mom would, she had back trouble. And so, you know, when she would be laid out on the couch, I would be the one taking care of her. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know why. Um, But I guess I'm, I love the phrase about leaving the world a better place than the way you found it. Mm -hmm. And I take that to anything. You know, if you go visit somewhere, leave it better than what you found it. If you enter somebody's life, leave it better than what you found it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's just kind of my motto. And, and I have always, I guess because I have been given so much and blessed with so much, not that I'm rich, you know, yeah. but coming from where we came from growing up, you know, mm-hmm. my mom on a secretary's salary yeah. with four kids. And I lived no, in a trailer for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And no child support. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just saw how the many ways that God is faithful. And, you know, mm-hmm. when he says he's going to take care of you and he's going to give you the things you need, um, he does. And yeah. trusting him with that. And, you know, there's some, there's a verse I think it's in Hosea. I can't remember. But it talks about testing God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with your needs. So if I have a little bit of extra cash, and I know you may need some, I may slip you some. Yeah. You know? And, and I just, I don't know. I just feel like it, if it blesses somebody, then that's my joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it definitely blessed me whenever you slipped me money. I know that other people that 
you know, and that's not like every day Aunt Kim's coming no. around the corner like Miss Money Bags, but like it's like I know you have, um, you know, you've been through stuff and and cancer and like uh, hospital bills aren't important or. or excuse me, hospital bills, you know, aren't cheap. And so I'm like, why are you slipping me money right now? And, you know, I love that perspective. And if it's going to bless someone and, you know, and that's part of your joy, I think that's incredible. So what, do you have any like tips? Is there any way we can help one another better? Is there something you've seen that people just, I don't know. That's something you've done and you feel like this really worked for a lot of people. Just help us be, what I'm trying to say here is help us be more generous people. How can we do that? Well, um, you know, I guess paying things forward. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have so many blessings, you know, that we're giving, counting those blessings and then just paying that forward. You know, I do those things because those things have been done to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a single mom, somebody took it upon themselves to send me a money order mm-hmm. every month for $25. Doesn't sound like much, but to a single oh my mom, goodness, yeah. you know, who's struggling to keep her kid in diapers or, you know, Similac or whatever, yeah. you know, that $25. And on, on that money order, it said, Justin... From Justin, meaning Justin Christ. Oh. And so... I was like, who's Justin? <laughs> who's Justin? Yeah. But yeah. they put Justin Christ. And that went on for, you know, a few years. Yeah. And then... Um, and you have no idea. I do now. You I do now? I won't know Okay. Them. I do now. But <clears throat> when they stopped doing it, when I moved back to Chattanooga, they revealed themselves. But, I mean... We went to a private school, three of, mm-hmm. you know, three of us siblings went to a private school mm-hmm. with a single mom on a secretary salary. Yeah. Because somebody said, hey, you know, I would like to send those kids to a private school. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so there again, just sharing what has been given me. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yes, I have hospital bills. I have an oncology bill that says, yeah. in 2092, you will have your bill paid off. Oh, my gosh. Which I think is hysterical. I mean, but they have been very gracious in letting me pay what I can. Yeah. Because, you know, just one medicine was $23,000 every time I went. So. Oh, mercy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I don't worry about that kind of stuff, though, because... God, you know, he, he takes care of us and he gives us everything we need. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely preaching to me this morning. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like no, a preacher. No, no, I don't. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's more like, okay, like I quit my job, which is totally on me. And I have several part-time jobs now, but you know, money is, it's tough. And I'm not trying to sound like a victim, but I, I do need to be more faithful and and have more trust because God. Yeah. And simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, a friend, I do want to say this. I had a friend when I was going through my, well, we had gone through the divorce and it was just Hallie and I. And she told me, you know, she said, Kim, test God and keep giving at church. Keep, you know, mm-hmm. keep being yourself and just test God. He's going to show you. Yeah. You know, and 
she was right. Yeah. I mean, that really stuck with me. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to be super vulnerable, that's kind of like what made me cry that day is that the night before Brad and I had said like, oh man, like, you know, we've got bills to pay. We've got stuff we should take care of. We took a big trip last summer that, you know, I still don't regret, but financially smart, no. And, you know, we just said we got to start praying about where this is going to come from. And, you know, we know every little bit helps and we're going to be smart. And, um, you know, we've taken the Dave Ramsey class and we're really trying and um, we want to have kids, but kids are expensive and that's just really hard. And so, um, you know, less than 24 hours later after praying about that, you know, you're slipping money (laughs) in my hand and I'm like, okay, God, like, I see you, I hear you, you're going to provide. And it's, you know, just was really meaningful and really special. And I I do think, you know, if you put that trust and faith in God and step towards him, you know, he's going to step towards you and and take care of you. Definitely. Mm. All right. So to wrap up this awesome hour of advice, (laughs) I want you to tell me which... Honestly, like, I don't even know why I'm asking you this. Like, I always ask, like, what is strong and what is beautiful? But right now, I'm seeing strong. Mm, I get emotional. What is strong is a woman who overcame depression. And what is strong? (laughs) And what is strong is a woman that's sitting across from me who has overcome breast cancer and who has overcome being a single mom and has overcome her dad leaving. And. You know, I think I think you're strong. Thank you. But there you is. can go ahead and tell me. You can go ahead and tell me. Well, I, I knew this question was coming, so I, I just kept kind of wondering, what is strong? It can be silly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. To me, what is strong is, like my mom always says, you, know, you just do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You keep getting back up. Life knocks you down. You keep getting back up, and you trust in God's plan mm-hmm. because He has one. Yeah, you know, and you just have to keep getting back up. And He wants us to run that race with perseverance. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and there are days I do not want to get up. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to wallow in that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what is strong: your weaknesses and mm-hmm. knowing that you can get back up. Yeah, and that. You know, he's going to help you. Yeah, 100%. All right, what is beautiful? What is beautiful? Oh, um, God is beautiful because of his love, of his many, many second, third, fourth, fifth chances that Mm -hmm. he gives us, you know, um, and that to me, that is beautiful. I have just, I guess, sat still a lot lately and seen God in so much, you know, and um, there is just nothing more beautiful than his love and his faithfulness and his promises. Mm-hmm. Amen. Is that cheesy? <laughs> no, it's true. I hope not. It is true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, 
thank you so much for coming and talking about all of the things and just really like going down your life timeline here. <laughs> right, that's a long time. No, 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 no. It's thank not. you for having me. It's an honor, and yeah. a, I hope it blesses somebody. Absolutely. I just so everybody knows, we haven't recorded one of these yet that I haven't received some kind of message. And um, so I may need to hear it, so I'm sure that it will. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Guys, I just want to thank you again for listening. I am blown away every week by the people that this podcast is reaching. Um, Kim is incredible. I'm so incredibly blessed to call her family. And I'm not going to lie, this interview was emotional for me. I just, I learned so much every time I talked to her. And I hope these last two episodes you've learned something or been able to take away something like I have. If you guys want to thank her or send her some love, she's really not on too much social media or has a blog like our last couple of guests do, but I will link her Instagram below in the show notes and I will guarantee that anything you send me or comment um, will get passed on to her. Thank you guys again so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this interview, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and I will see you next week um, with another strong and beautiful woman's story. I want you to remember you are strong beautiful and so much more. Thanks guys.